Welcome to episode 62 of the Balancing Act podcast. I'm Dan Stratford. Today, we're kicking off our new mini-series entitled The Skill of Business Acumen. In this series, we're going to explore the importance of developing the key future-facing skill of business acumen with individuals and teams. Andy, as always, great to see you. How are you doing today, my friend? Uh, it's uh, doing, doing just uh, fantastic. It's uh, We're deep into fall here, and uh, I'm... I, I like fall. You know, you don't have that oppressive uh, heat and humidity that that we get in the upper Midwest. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I reflect the sun, so summer is not my best time of the year. Uh, fall uh, hoodie, sweatshirt, and shorts is my favorite outfit for the fall. So give me like 40s in the morning and 65 in the afternoon, and I'm I'm a happy man. Give me a fire pit at night. Uh, cider donuts are huge up here in Massachusetts. So. Uh, I, I am I am good to go, and there are plenty of them happening this fall, so I'm very excited about it. Absolutely. Um, Andy, if we dive in, we talked, obviously, financial acumen. Um, the Balancing Act has the four key future-facing skills. Um, hopefully, everyone did listen to the last miniseries. If they haven't, go back and listen. But what are those four key skills that you list out in the Balancing Act book? Well, you know, skill one is our, our human skill set, and I spend a lot of the book, uh, Balancing Act, talking about various human skills. So as I said in our setup uh, for the financial acumen series, I, I cheat just a little bit by calling it a uh, human skills, and it is a whole set of skills, communication, uh, empathy, vulnerability, uh, ag- mental agility, et cetera, uh, in that human skill set. So, so that's the majority of the, of the book. That's skill number one. Financial acumen, we've already talked about that five episodes worth, and we've got the perspectives of, uh, of a number of leaders uh, in both business and in the financial community on that topic. Uh, business acumen. This series uh, is is all about the uh, what what the business uh, looks like, and then uh, later later this fall and into the winter months, uh, we're going to be talking about data and digital literacy and the importance of knowing how to code, knowing where the mountains of data that our businesses are producing. Uh, every single day, what do we do with that? Uh, why is it important to know where all of that goes, and yep. uh, and how can we how can we uh, both improve personally and professionally by understanding uh, the the digital world better? So, if we do the the deeper dive or the awful phrase I've heard many times, a double click on uh, business <laughs> acumen. Uh, how would you define that phrase for someone unaware, a layperson, uh, and somebody who obviously then would need to build uh, their own business acumen? Yeah, business acumen is the process of understanding how a business functions. So if you work in the marketing department, having business acumen is the ability, the willingness and ability to know the basics of what's happening over in finance and the basics of what's happening in production and the basics of what's happening in technology and how work flows 
within those other parts of the organization that you're not directly working with, but you interact with on a day-to-day basis. In my forthcoming book, uh, The Balanced Business, I talk a lot about flow. So this concept of business acumen is essential in in, in creating smooth handoffs of work product along what, you know, technically is termed the value stream Mm -hmm. uh, within, uh, within a business that you as an employee are adding value along the value stream. Uh, Spoiler alert. That's why you get paid. (laughs) You get paid. So true. (laughs) You get paid because you are adding value along uh, along a value stream. You are not getting paid for your glowing personality uh, at the water cooler and all the great stories that you tell about what, what your kids did. That that helps maybe a little bit with culture, uh, of course, uh, That that's cool. But we all get paid because we add value. And if, we, if, if our job is to add value along the value stream, the only way we can do that really effectively is to understand how our work and our outputs impact the team downstream that is, uh, that is taking our outputs as inputs into their process uh, so that they can add value along the value stream, et cetera. If you're only focused on what you are doing yep. uh, and that's all that matters, you cannot almost by definition, add, uh, add the, the, the maximum amount of value that, that you can add. You're almost by definition adding less value uh, if you don't understand both where your inputs are coming from and how they were derived and where your outputs are going. Right. So that's business acumen. That's across any business, right? It, it's, a, it's not just you know, software development. It's not no. just... Uh, it's the idea of you can't live in a world where every team is siloed and you're just dumping stuff over the fence and hoping things are getting to where they need to go, right? So uh, I think that makes a a ton of sense and just a a general understanding of how that flow works, how things are pieced together um, makes so much sense as a a need. But where where does that start? Where, Where should we point to as a place where this understanding and this learning, this education should really begin? Yeah. So we, in our last uh, kickoff, uh, we talked about the underlying uh, skills that are necessary for financial acumen. And one of those, uh, the most important one is the, the understanding the basics of mathematics. And that starts in our homes at a very early age. And it also starts in our, in our primary, in our primary schools. So Uh, very similarly for business acumen, uh, this all starts in our primary and secondary schools uh, in the third grade or the second grade, uh, learning how to uh, 
coexist on a team uh, with uh, with other students and, you know, playing nice, uh, <laughs> playing nicely or uh, nice isn't a great word, a great way to put it, being kind uh, to others and uh, and promoting teamwork. Uh, those are some of the fundamental skills uh, for uh, for for biz for business acumen, situational awareness. Uh, is is another one being aware of what's around you, uh, and that's all, that all starts in our homes, in our primary schools, and uh, and in our secondary schools. And be, you know, before we move off uh, where this skill needs to start, uh, it is uh, growing experiential opportunities especially in middle school and high school uh, where we're giving hands-on opportunities to students to learn about how a business or institution functions. Business uh, training should be mandatory uh, in, especially in middle school and and high school uh, because Business training is the same training as institutional training is very similar to working in a governmental uh, uh, setting. You know, it's it's all about understanding goals. It's all about understanding how workflow happens within uh, within an institution, how to get along with others, how to be kind, uh, how what's what is a workplace culture? Why do they exist and how can they uh, be developed and how can they go wildly wrong? Uh, You know, these are lessons that uh, that we need to impart on students. And we're so afraid right now to give students any kind of bad news. Right. That uh, or 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 paint the reality of the world that we live in at, at an, at an earlier age. And this is business acumen training within middle schools and high schools is a very gentle way of, uh, of, of helping students understand that throughout your entire lifetime, you're going to be dealing with that bully. You're going to be dealing with that genius jerk. Uh, and how do you uh, navigate through situations like that? Like that. So human skill training that we've talked about. You know, it's all part and parcel uh, this to this concept of of business acumen and uh, and and setting our setting our students up, our graduates up for success uh, in the in the world of work. What if I'm the bully and the genius jerk? No, I'm kidding. Um, the uh, interesting there, and again, in my brain, the best teachers do this naturally, right? Yeah. The best teachers are are incorporating these sort of life lessons or, or or growth lessons with the literature, with the mathematics, with the art class, with those things. Um, and it's that middling to lower. We talked about the uh, movable middle many what feels like years ago at this point, but those who need the little bit more direction and a little bit more maybe mandatory uh, processes of making sure students are picking up. These are foundational lessons, that these are things that you're going to use in ways, teamwork and and process flow and and how uh, work gets done, uh, I think is just that we've talked about the the where that happens. 
Um, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and talk about the why it needs to happen uh, after this. Thanks for listening to the Balancing Act podcast. I'm Andrew Tempty. In my book, Balancing Act, Teach, Coach, Mentor, Inspire, I explore the characteristics required of leaders who must find balance between strength and vulnerability, confidence and selflessness, passion and measure, and leadership and followership. Balancing Act is available today at Amazon.com. We are back, Andy. We talked where, where it starts, where the foundation is laid. What's the why behind the importance of this skill? Yeah, so business acumen is uh, an awakening tool. Um, I, I and you know we we don't uh, we don't talk a lot about politics, but I just I just love this whole hullabaloo around the concept of, of, of woke, right? Um, yeah, I want to be awake. I want to know what's going on around me. I, I want to understand how I impact others, how my actions uh, impact others. I want to understand other cultures. I want to understand uh, how the, 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 what, why, and how, and where of, of where my coworkers came from and why they might be thinking the, the way that they are. Uh, so, you know, the understanding the, how a business functions and a lot of, I know I'm talking about human skill and I'm conflating uh, business acumen and human skill, but it's just, it's almost impossible to not talk about them uh, together uh, in the same breath. You know, the, the unfortunate thing, Dan, is that as a leader with over, over, well over 30 years of experience of working with teams and individuals, both large and small, I see so many people with the blinders on and little to no willingness to learn about what happens in other areas uh, of the business. You cannot help if you don't know what's going on uh, so, somewhere else. And the best employees, if, if you want to be known as that employee that's going above and beyond, uh, but still, you know, we, we, I, wrote, I wrote an article about quiet quitting uh, a, a couple of months ago, right? And, and this concept of, I'm just, I'm going to go to work. I'm going to do my job as uh, described in my job description, and I'm going to go home and I'm going to enjoy my life. I'm going to apply my passion maybe to a hobby or something else. Mm -hmm. uh, first of all, quiet quitting shouldn't even be a term because yes. uh, you're making, we're, we're demeaning the concept of, of quote unquote, just doing uh, our, a, a job, which should be perfectly acceptable. Right. <laughs> you know, the, the, and, and you're talking about 50% of the employment, uh, of the employment population. But even if you're in that quote unquote unengaged category where you're coming in during business hours, you're doing your job, you're doing your job well, uh, even in that setting, it, uh, you, you cannot simply have the blinders on because as we talked about at the top of the show, this, this whole value stream concept and knowing how your outputs uh, influence the inputs of another team, 
if if you're doing the work as it's described in your job description, you have to know where your outputs are going and the, and, and, and you can still be punching the clock and doing and come coming to work and uh, being quote unquote, a quiet quitter and still want to help and want to uh, make, make a significant impact on the business within the hours that are there and leaders are going to see that and you're going to be rewarded for that, uh, in the world of work. Uh, 100% on the whole quiet, we've talked about it separately, but the whole quiet quitting thing, I'm glad it, it, it died as quickly as it arrived in a lot of ways. I know it lingered longer than I think some wanted, but it's such a strange term that I feel like LinkedIn made up. Like, I feel like it was just for LinkedIn to drive traffic, but if we're thinking about learning and we're thinking about building this acumen, clearly we've talked about middle school, high school and and that process. What advice do you have for the academic community to help improve business acumen in graduates and those joining the workforce? Yeah. Well, much like my answer to this uh, in the financial acumen uh, mini series, it's about creating those experiential uh, opportunities for everyone that is in the student body on your campus, both uh, both uh, virtually and literally, uh, and, and creating educational pathways that do not allow for an individual to graduate with any degree within your institution that uh, that allows an individual to simply do book learning and multiple choice examinations and then miraculously leave uh, with uh, with a degree from your institution and enter the world of work and and not have that experience a strong set of experiences on how to uh, how how to learn about an organization, the inner workings of an organization, and you know what? One of the easiest ways that you can do that as an academic institution is teach people how an academic institution actually functions. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, be be honest about the dysfunction. Uh, that is occurring uh, with within your academic community. Celebrate the the the, the things that are working well, uh, and uh, and and be that leader. Uh, so if you're the chancellor, if you're the president, lead lead by example, lead from the top. Uh, do some town halls, uh, you know, for your entire. Uh, for your entire student population and show them why it's so incredibly important for them to get this experience, whether it's through a paid internship uh, where there's deep connection between the business community and the academic institution, projects, clubs, student groups, uh, you know, get involved. And, uh, and again, that culture comes from the top. Nobody should be able to just skate through, get awarded a, a degree from an educational institution without having an idea of how an institution or a business functions. And it, 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 to your point, culture matters so much there. And that's at an academic institution, at a business of, um, thinking back, I wasn't 
it wasn't mandatory for me, but I worked at the TV and radio stations and I, you know, wrote for the school newspaper and I was in a couple of clubs and it was again, access, having those things available to people, uh, available to students, I think is so important, especially as a lot of institutions are a little bit under fire for cost and, and, and the variety of other, um, access point problems. I think that is such a, a, a important part. I love uh, Northeastern University, which is up here in, in Massachusetts. Their co-op program like, is just so well built to get students out into the real world, to yeah. get them experiencing business, culture, work in, in a variety of different ways. We talked academics. So now I'm already working. Uh, I need to learn. I need to grow while I'm working. How do business leaders help to improve business acumen in their, in their companies? Yeah. So very, again, very similarly to my answer in, uh, in the financial acumen series, uh, it, uh, that cultural shift comes uh, from, from the top and leaders are routinely communicating with the organization through town halls or other major communication events and use those as experiential teaching tools. And the way that you can do that as a leader, uh, first and foremost, uh, shine a bright light on who the customer actually is and paint a very, very vivid picture for everybody about how their work impacts the customer. Because once you make that real, this whole concept of a value stream that we were talking about uh, before, where uh, a value stream starts with idea and then it's finished product or service. Well, where does that finished product or service go? It just doesn't miraculously disappear. Somebody finds value in that and they're willing to pay for it. And that, my friends, is your customer. And so the first thing to do is to make those connections visceral, very real, tangible for everybody in the company. And when I say everybody, I mean everybody. I'm talking about the the person in accounting who's working accounts receivables, that individual uh, may think they don't have a direct connection to the customer because they're, you know, working every day on, you know, some process uh, that uh, maybe maybe drudgery to them possibly, uh, but you know, help them find the connection to the customer because that connection is absolutely there and it's absolutely real. The second thing. Uh, that uh, that I'll say. I'll only give you two two things here. The second is to share goals, and it is the sharing of goals. So if I have Department A and Department B, and information and product and service uh, transitions between those two departments along the value stream, you know what I've seen in business many times. I've seen those, the leaders of those departments, their egos get in the way and they're very reticent to share their, their own team's goals and their own team's metrics. And, oh, heaven forbid that we would actually share what's going on. 
make that all transparent. Your goal as a leader and the senior leadership team, should, one of them should be transparency and getting everybody to understand how uh, the value stream functions and how product and service moves along that and how value is added at each step along the way, ultimately to where the the customer get in, gets involved and uh, and actually pays for the good or service and uh, and hopefully provides feedback on how to get better. So you know you in our in our previous time together on the financial acumen, you talked about understanding the why. Mm-hmm. So explain the why. Share the goals, be transparent, make your town halls uh, experiential uh, teaching tools and make that connection to the customer. It's it it seems easy when you say it, uh, but there is a lot of thinking like an educator, right? Thinking yeah. like the teachers and thinking like the, the professors. So we talked about what academics can do, uh, but as a business leader, understanding I hope this isn't news to anyone, but understanding your employees don't have the same point of view as you. They don't have the same background or education or understanding of what you're talking about. And so uh, I I don't know if we've ever talked about it, but something I love to put in people's uh, uh, eye line is a series from wired.com, which I I don't know the exact title, but it's uh, explaining something five different ways. So it starts with an uh, elementary school, student, then it builds to high school student, college student, uh, a, a new professional and a expert in the field. And so one of them is quantum computing. And so this woman who's expert in the field has to explain it to a nine-year-old. Yeah. And so you see how she is able to break it down and explain it in a very simple way and then build it up. Not to say your employees are nine-year-olds, but their understanding of something is not likely to be at your level. So take the time to educate and to bring everyone along for the ride, bring everybody to to where you are. I think it's such a important thing in this, Andy. And I, I, I think we talked about in the financial uh, acumen, access, access, access. You, you've you hit on it here. Share the goals, share the information, share the whys, show how things connect, show how the workflow happens, how the value stream happens, uh, and get people on board. You know, get the pride in it, get the the understanding of it to really want to push forward. And if they're quiet quitters, let them do their job in 40 hours. <laughs> let, yeah. let them do what they're doing and, and keep keep pushing forward. I will never mention that phrase again. But uh, Andy, any final comments? I think we covered a lot of ground in a short time period here, building on the financial acumen episode as well. Uh, any, any further thoughts we need to share yeah, before just, we close out? Uh, yeah, don't. You know, we talked about the kind of uh, implicit bullying that occurs in in the business world uh, when you you know you you make somebody feel bad through your comments of having that a fifth grade understanding of what's happening in that department. Yeah. Okay. If you got a fifth grade understanding of what's happening in that, in that department, let's raise it to the high school uh, level level now, and let's make that approachable and let's make it fun. Uh, But let's not, let's not make somebody feel bad or pick on somebody uh, for, for not, not having, having that. Is there anything that we missed from your perspective today, Dan? I think we just touched, I I think you just actually hit on one that sparks a little bit of just 
make access matters so much yeah. to me and that that's across the board on a variety of different reasoning uh for access but assume everyone has their best attention intentions assume people want to learn more and then to your point make it accessible if you can make it fun great uh but let them experience it don't talk at them let people ex- yeah. like you talked about let people experience things uh, get their hands dirty, whatever phrase you want to use. Uh, I just think it's so important in everything you've been talking about in your book and and across this podcast series of uh, we're trying to grow everyone. And it's not a one-person race. It's not a one-team race. It's it's growing the business. It's growing individuals to better contribute. So I, I think that's uh, a real key takeaway of understanding business and understanding the whys uh, we hit on so much. But... Uh, you can find Andy at andrewtempty.com. You find him on LinkedIn, uh, Saturday Morning News. Surprisingly, comes out on Saturdays. Uh, this podcast is available across uh, all your podcasting apps. If it's not on your favorite, just let us know. We'll get it there. Uh, and of course, we want you to, to subscribe, like, and share. You know, Share on LinkedIn, share on Twitter, share on Facebook, wherever you are on social media. Uh, tag Andy. Feel free to tag me as well. Pretty straightforward uh, to find me. Uh, but I uh, hope everyone's enjoying if you have topics or, or specific questions, don't hesitate to reach out as well, uh, because this is a uh, an organic, uh, living podcast, and it will uh, continue to hit on topics that matter in the business world uh, as we continue to move forward. For Dr. Andrew Tempty, uh, Dan Trafford saying, have a enjoyable day, and we'll see you next time right here on The Balancing Act.